Maria Minara, 32, has found herself facing law enforcement on no less than eight occasions in the half year since she arrived from Venezuela. Currently, she resides at the once renowned Row Nice Hotel, a property formerly lauded for its prime Times Square location and enviable view of the theater district. However, the hotel's reputation has been tarnished by increasing incidents of drug-related activities and violence, compounded by the astonishingly high taxpayer cost of $500 per night for each of the 1,300 rooms housing migrants like Manura. Manara was recently caught up in the legal system again, accused of stealing a woman's cell phone on the no. Six train, rather than facing immediate imprisonment, she was charged with grand larceny and resisting arrest, but was granted supervised release by Judge Jay Wayner. This decision essentially permitted her to return to her city, provided accommodation just in time for her city-sponsored meal. Citing such incidents raises questions about the sense behind granting prolific offenders, like Minara, continuous support at the expense of city dwellers. The fact that taxpayers are funding the hotel rooms and complimentary meals for those repeatedly involved in criminal activities can easily be perceived as an enabling factor for such behavior. We're made to look like easy targets, despite paying their bills. This kind of policy appears to be transforming New York City into a haven for international theft rings and migrants who are unfortunately involved in criminal activities. While the average law-abiding citizen foots the bill, these individuals enjoy hotel accommodations and thrice-daily meals, along with numerous other benefits. The deterrents for bad behavior seem rather limited. For more than a year now, New York City has been adopting an overly accommodating stance with migrant individuals who have demonstrated histories of criminal activity. Not only are such individuals offered shelter, but they also receive comprehensive meal plans, essentially permitting them to continue living and acting as they have been, often to the detriment of the city and its other inhabitants. Approximately a year ago, several migrant individuals with criminal records were apprehended and found to have stolen over $12,000 worth of merchandise from Macy's Roosevelt Field. Upon their arrest, Patrick Ryder, the Nassau County Police Commissioner, expressed concern about the possibility of organized theft groups directed to commit crimes in the city. Interestingly, two of those arrested were living at the Watson Hotel on West 57th Street, accommodations secured by none other than the city's taxpayers. Fast forward to a recent incident in Times Square, where two nipped officers faced assaults at the hands of migrants involved in retail crime. On that day, a gang of migrants had decided to target Aldos, leading to a chase and eventual confrontation with the police, who'd been charged with halting their actions. Many of those arrested had prior criminal records, with their modus operandi appearing to revolve around organized theft often involving mopeds or scooters for quick getaways. Earlier this year, Immigration and Customs Enforcement ICE initiated an aggressive enforcement operation targeting international retail. Theft rings, however, resistance from New York's Democratic leaders to cooperate with ICE could spell trouble for local businesses and citizens. Given the state's criminal justice policies, it seems to be a preferred destination for criminal enterprises according to Representative August Fluger of Texas. 
Pfluger detailed to a House hearing a few months back how international crime rings were capitalizing on the perceived leniency of the Biden administration. These groups find attractive the policies in blue states, such as New York, where low bail limits and shifting classifications for crimes seem to provide them with fertile ground to operate. A particularly striking detail mentioned by Pfluger was how retail, was how retail, they out of Florida were deciding to operate in New York, where they apparently perceived the risk of serious repercussions to be decidedly lower. Despite these worrying facts, it seems the city might be providing an even greater incentive for such individuals to make their way to New York. Just recently, Mayor Adams signed off on contracts adding up to $137 million worth for additional hotel rooms, specifically for housing migrants under city supervision. Not content at providing accommodation, the mayor also revealed plans to provide migrants with access to debit cards. These cards will allow migrants to credit up to $1,000 a month, intended primarily to facilitate the purchase of food and to cater to their culturally preferred diets. This places these migrants on comparable economic footing to low-income yet law, abiding New Yorkers. While these initiatives might be driven by genuine intent to help, the potential misuse of these debit cards cannot be ignored. Though the rules demand migrants sign sworn affidavits, stating they will only use the funds for food and, crucially, needed baby supplies, the true enforceability of these rules is dubious. Unfortunately, the resulting situation is one devoid of much humor. It is a disconcerting thought that New York might be unwittingly encouraging individuals with less than noble intentions to take advantage of the city's policies under the guise of seeking asylum. New Yorkers are known for their broad-mindedness and hearts full of compassion, but that should not intrude upon their common sense. It is high time the city starts making tough but necessary decisions in order to ensure the overall well-being of all its residents. By doing this, the city can aim to strike a balance between providing aid and maintaining security, thereby ensuring that the city remains a place where everyone can feel safe, while also continuing to welcome those who truly seek a better life and contribute positively to society. Not every migrant is a potential troublemaker, and it is important to remember that. However, New York should also consider the kind of example it is setting by treating those engaged in criminal activities so leniently. The city might need to reassess its priorities and make certain the actions taken align with the best interests of each and every one of its residents. Promoting the welfare of all should always take precedence, after all.